My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host and founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely align with their goals. Happy New Year! Happy 2020, everybody! So excited that we're back to the new year and I have brought back my friend, Rach Cass. Hi! Hi! I think it's been about a year since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, there or thereabouts. We did one, yeah, like, was it 53 days or 63 days into the year or something, whatever it was. Yeah. So, hello. Happy New Year. So, today, I have brought Rach on because we want to talk to you about goal setting for the start of the year. And I get it. You have probably seen millions of emails come through your junk, your clutter, your inbox, everywhere plastered on all the ads. Set your New Year's resolutions. Go, 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 go. Start now. I mean, I've got loads. Have you had those in your inbox, Rich? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And stationery shops telling you to buy the latest journals and what this amazing book's going to tell you about everything. Yeah. All of that. Mm. All of that. And then everyone on social media telling you what their New Year's resolutions are and what they're going to change for the new decade. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of that going around right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're also probably thinking, well, I need to set goals. I need to be determined. 2020 is the year I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And that can feel incredible incredibly overwhelming and I'm the sort of person too who sets horrendously lofty goals thinks I'm going to do x y and z and it turns out that I can't cope with everything and that is where this year we are changing it up because I am adamant that we now need to start aiming for things that we actually care about agreed so I want to have this honest conversation. That's why I brought Rach, because Rach is equally as passionate about journaling as having <laughs> notebooks and stationery and everything yep. to set <laughs> goals for the upcoming yep. year. And I thought we would share our tips on how to actually set appropriate goals. We are not talking about the fact that you have a property portfolio goal of 20, 30, 40, 100,000 properties, whatever the lofty figure is, and you want to achieve that by next month. We're not talking about goals like that. We're not talking about significant weight loss goals, if that's what you've decided to do this year. We're not talking about the fact that you want to make it rain money this year. We're not talking all about that because Quite frankly, those are the sort of goals which completely upset the apple cart. By about the 12th of January, January, you would have decided they're not going to happen and that's it. You'll be back in the same old habits as you were last year. We're not doing that this year. We are doing things in a really efficient, sustainable and quite a personal way as well. So we're going to start by discussing how we're going to set our big goals for the year. So whilst I've talked about all of those crazy, big, enormous things that we want to achieve that we could do over the next 5, 10, 15 years, let's talk about reining it in and thinking about what's realistic for 2020. So Rach, I'm going to ask you a question. When you're thinking about your goals, what do you, what sort of goals have you been setting for 2020 that are personal to you? 
Um, so goals for 2020 have, uh, well, they're quite varied, really. Um, so I've just finished my master's, which is amazing. I'm really happy and really proud of myself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so big, big goals, which is a long-term goal, which fits into the category that you were just talking about, is all about job opportunities and trying to take um, uh, an academic achievement and turning it into something of a job opportunity but then for me as well there's also short-term goals that I want to try and achieve so self-care basically it's that how do I make sure that I'm looking out for me because last year that so much happened last year so much happened last year it was a mad year that actually I want my my biggest goal for this year is I want to take time for me and I mm. want to do stuff on my terms rather than doing stuff on other people's terms. Um, yeah, so that's one of that's one of my I'm hoping realistic goals yeah. to just kind of look out for myself more, which sounds I don't know corny or a bit stupid's the wrong word, but it just it doesn't sound like much. But actually, to say self care as a goal that can mean so much mm-hmm. because everyone's different and everyone's got different ways of doing it um so yeah so that's kind of one of them I would say um and just trying to be positive as well really mm-hmm. which again it's not tangible I think the biggest problem for me with 2020 goals that everyone keeps going on about is a lot of them are tangible so it's like you saying oh I want to have 30 property portfolio by the end of the year or I want to lose three stone or I want to not that wasn't aimed at you you know what I mean yeah or like whatever that's tangible because you can put a figure on it but actually I think some of the best goals that you can make is something that doesn't necessarily have a figure associated to it it's a journey that you go on mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if that's what what your th- thought process is yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And I've, I've started off this year. And one of the big things that I did over Christmas, because I got super itchy feet about the fact that I had time off. <gasps> I know, God forbid, <laughs> time off. And I decided that I was going to do things differently. And like you, I was setting, I was thinking about what goals I've set before and whether they were actually achievable, whether they were realistic, whether they were tangible, whether it's putting too much pressure on myself. And one of the big things is, and like you're saying about your goals, they're not tangible. Mine, the big overarching theme was to take pressure off myself. And that again, is not, you can't feel it. You can't quantify that. You don't, you know, what does taking the pressure off mean? It means, I guess, being kind to yourself. Yeah. I guess not setting as many targets for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I guess not feeling disappointed when things don't go the way you want them to. But that again is tough. Yeah. And also having a balance between work and sort of non-work, especially for someone like yourself who works from home or, you know, works I don't know, with different people on different time zones as well. It's like, how do you balance your time versus your work time? So that can Mm -hmm. fit into that goal as well, which could be a tangible side where you can, you can quantify it, but the main side of it, maybe not so much. It's a feeling, isn't it? It is a feeling. Yeah. Because how relaxed 
do you feel? What are the, the big kind of changes? And I noticed yeah. towards the end of last year that I was getting so caught up in things that it was actually coming out in how I was feeling, like aches and pains. Yeah. I picked up really bad sciatica at the end of last year. Oh, which that's <laughs> I'm now starting to work on. Um, yeah. But what I did to kind of change the goals this year was I had those big overarching goals and then I just wrote down every single little thing that I thought I wanted to achieve in 2020 and made it a massive list, massive list and just got it all out on the plate. And then I thought, well, actually, does it mean anything to me? Because I don't think you get a goal done if it doesn't mean something to you. No. No. Uh, and you have to have a reason why. And I realized that I was, had all these massive dreams going around, of all this finance I wanted to make and this, that, and the other, but actually yeah. it didn't mean anything. So I didn't care about hitting it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it would be really interesting to reflect on this new approach to goals versus so like for this year versus last year with a different approach it would be really interesting to see if you achieved more than what you wrote down or less than what you wrote down but you're happy with what you've that like you achieve less yeah it would ju- it would be interesting you have to keep that journal going yeah so i've got a massive journal that i got for christmas i'm going to put it up on the screen um, but it's the perfectly planned 2020 by carrie and co if anybody's part of the Female Entrepreneurs Association, Carrie Green leads that and she put together this amazing business plan, which I have now got in my hand. This isn't advertising, it's not, this podcast is not sponsored by her, although Carrie, if you ever want to reach out. Um, <laughs> we like stationery. We like stationery. Um, but it's given me this chance. So I mapped out all of the things that I wanted to achieve. And then I went through and thought, is it realistic? Will it make me happy putting pressure on myself to do that? And again, remember, I want to take pressure off. And number three, is it actually achievable within 12 months? Because I've been known before to set things that are completely unachievable and then get really upset by, 20, by the end of the year where I'm just like, I can't do that. And so the next step on this was, it was revolutionary, was writing all the months of the year out and then slotting each of the goals underneath of where I wanted to achieve them. Wow. Mm. Which a, meant proper, a proper timeline of goals. And whether it was reasonable or not. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did, anything, did anything get cut from your list? Yes. Or did you add more things because you thought... No. Actually, I've got space. No, I actually ended up cutting a couple of things. So, or, and I also put them into the bracket of not necessary if I decide that I don't want to achieve them. Yeah. So, for example, I've been planning a book for ages, years and years and years. And every time I get to the end of the year, I've not written my book. And again, we're back in the situation where I'm like, should have done that last year. But now I've given myself a couple of months where I've got downtime that if I want to do the right. book writing in that time, I will do it. But it's not the end of the world if it doesn't come out by the end of the year because there's other far bigger yeah. goals that I need to achieve in 2020. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, 
no, I like that. That's a good concept. I'm all about a concept at the moment. That's a good concept. Yeah. And then I went a little bit further. So then I went, okay, well, if I want to achieve each of these things by the end of whatever the date was, what are the steps that are required for me to get there? So then under each of the goals, I got my little tiny mini post-it notes and I wrote each of the steps on each post-it note. I stuck them underneath the goals. And then I figured out roughly based upon what I'd done before, how long it was actually going to take me and whether the goal was reasonable. So that's my new approach this year because I I feel like if we don't have a plan, we're never going to get there. And some of the goals are really going to be tough, but some of the goals are actually not that tough and I really enjoy doing them. Yeah. And so then for each three months of the year, each quarter, I've then got different goals that I want to achieve for each of the quarters. And have you separated out the fun goals, as in the ones that you know you'll really enjoy versus the ones that you'll find more challenging? Mm, Yeah, some of them are longer than others. Um, And some of them are new things that I'm going to try and not be disappointed if they don't go the way that I want them to as well. So there's some that I've ticked that I have to achieve, that's that, I have to work towards it and that has to be done. And there's others where I've put a note next to them that it's just an experiment. If it doesn't go right, that's fine. No hard feelings. Clever. And that's taking the pressure off yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it gives me the ability to experiment. Yeah. Which I've not really given myself the time to do before. No, it's interesting you say that because it reminds me, I had... um, I didn't, when I used to work <laughs> that sounds really bad when I worked full time before I left it to do the masters I remember having a, a meeting with one of the managers um who was on the same level as me and he turned around to me and said well you know that you're a really experimental manager and I was like what he was like well you're the kind of person that all there's a problem you'll go at it you'll try and fix it if it doesn't work, you'll go, oh, well, it didn't work. So next time that happens, I know not to do it that way and I'll do it differently. And it wasn't until that conversation that I thought, actually, that is who I am. I'm that kind of, I'll give it a bash. And as long as no one gets hurt and it doesn't work, then I go, right, I'll put that in my filing cabinet in my brain to deal like to say that's not how I'm going to handle a situation in the future so yeah so actually for you to get to a stage now where you're confident in your business that it's running as it is that you can be a bit more diverse with how you approach things is great yeah because there's been so much pressure on getting to a stage where I'm not funding things from other sources and I've been fairly open about that recently where for the last couple of years my property portfolio because I've built my property portfolio it's meant that I can build a business because my property portfolio supplements my business and has done for the last couple of years so that I can increase my marketing efforts and I can spend a little bit more money on making things more professional rather than just 
pinching stuff and trying to do things at a shoestring. I've actually had the luxury of being able to dive deeper into things and, um, and pay for the business to start up. But anybody who thinks that you can start a business from zero, you have to have a little bit of investment somewhere. And of course there are people who've done it, but I found with what I do, I've been doing and building a brand, you need the money coming in. And then I got to a stage uh, near the end of 2019 where I didn't need to be supplementing my income with my property income. And I didn't need to still have a business overdraft. And actually, Touchwood business was now going in a really strong position, which means I can take the pressure off yeah. in a sense that as a, as a business, we can now be more experimental. We know what we're doing, but let's try and play a little bit more with all of the different ideas yeah. because that's where innovation starts. Love that word. Love it. Sounds great. So that's, that's kind of one of my epiphanies, if you should say, from, um, from yeah. the Christmas holidays and writing out goals. That's quite a good one, actually. Mm -hmm. And also, it's systematic. Yeah. So it's not just a statement that you're going to achieve that's like the headline or the title so to speak you've actually gone into it in so much detail and given a step-by-step -step so that you know that goal one is going to take you four months so realistically you need to start that in I don't know February to get it done by the end of June successfully so yeah that's good yeah and I'm only focusing on a quarter at a time so with, right. I'm now, I've now parked everything for the end of the year and I'm just doing January to March. And what does that look like? Yeah. And then what opportunities that are coming up later in the year I'd say yes to and that I revisit and what I say no to and it just doesn't allow, align with this year's strategy, but maybe I'll come back to it. And it's a far more well thought out goals procedure that's actually not particularly scary either. No, bite size. Bite size, yeah. Bite size. Sorry, I just had a random thought when I said bite size. Do you remember doing GCSEs and they had those bite size guides? Yeah. Sorry. That With the dinosaur on the BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That just made me chuckle. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, it's like that bite size learning, bite size action taking. And it's the small, consistent yeah. steps which add up to the bigger steps and then success. Oh, I like that. That's a good tagline, that. Yeah, I like that. Um, but also it would be good to do, when you do your quarterly reviews, to do something like, um, especially with the more experimental stuff, do like a stop, start, continue? Have you ever done that before? No. So I used to do it with my team, and I still do it now actually, where you reflect on a period of time and you come up with one, two, three, five, depends how creative you're feeling, things that you want to stop doing that you want to start doing and you want to continue doing. Mm. So it, you could do it relevant to each goal as well. So because you've got the bite size and the bits in it, you could look at it and go, right, what isn't working from this? So I'm going to stop doing that because it's taken up too much time. What do I need to continue doing? And what maybe do I need to modify and, and start doing? Mm -hmm. So that would, be, that would be interesting as well. Yeah, and then that's a really good way of reviewing and turning things yeah. around and seeing. And it's, a, it's a quick way of reviewing as well. 
because sometimes to review and reflect you can get well I can get really sucked into it mm-hmm. and then you end up losing a day and you think oh I've not really achieved anything other than looking backwards rather than looking forwards so yeah it's interesting that's a really good idea really good idea you could use those trusty post-it notes as well mm-hmm. I've got a lot of those yeah yeah so another thing I've been thinking about and this is a really interesting one is a word for the year so almost like an affirmation going forward you're going to keep coming back to time after time which brings you back to what you want to achieve in the year and my word I came up with was relevant yeah that's a good word Mm -hmm. because I want to stay on I want to stay relevant to what my business mission is rather yeah. than getting shiny object syndrome and going and having a look at everything else. Yeah, and getting which is easy to do. Very easy to do. So I want to yeah. stay relevant to what the business aims are. Yeah. Because by doing that and keeping it in line with our mission statement, we will then stay on track going forward. So bringing bringing it back and I've printed out my mission statement I've stuck it on my desk um, so that I always know how we stay relevant to the goal that's what I'm planning on achieving this year relevance is the main thing for me what would you say your word is wow (laughs) great question I've got many words I came up with many words but I think so I'm kind of a, um, a seesaw at the moment. It can, could, for me, where I'm at mentally with life, it could kind of go one way or the other. Not like in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, cross, a crossroads is better. Um, but I think, I think a word for me that's going to that's gonna stand out for this year is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because what I learned latterly is that actually you need to not take everything at face value and try and look into it and see if there is an opportunity that you can take from it and look at it from a different angle as well. So yeah, I don't know. You might have to leave it with me and I can come potentially come up with another <laughs> word, but I from like the, time, the time that I've thought of it, it was a non, non-emotive word. The rest of mm-hmm. mine were quite emotive words. And I just thought actually, it, this is a year of opportunity for me. It's, it's, I'm setting out my stall and it's for me to find out who, who I want to be in a new sector. Ooh, so that brings me around to my next question. Seasons of life. Because Seasons that, of life. That's also been something which I've been really interested in. And defining yeah. the season that you're in. And a season can be a day, a season can be a week, a season can be a year, mm-hmm. three years. It can be as long as you want. But thinking yeah. about actually where you are today and what season you're in. Do you mean like summer, winter, like that kind of a season? Or would you give it a different title? Give it a different title. So, for example, I would be in the season of experimenting. So I'm feeling quite yeah. creative. I'm feeling very open to new opportunities. I'm, yeah. I'm at that, that experimental season where... Yeah, blue sky thinking. Yes, blue sky thinking. Got it in one. So that's my season. And then that gives me the permission to be able to go out and feel like I can 
do new things, I can experiment and I can create new things, I can be very, very inventive. Um, But it may be that I get to the end of a month or a couple of weeks and think, okay, now I have to get onto a different season and I have to change things around and really focus my attention elsewhere. So what season would you say you're in? So when you said season, initially I suddenly thought autumn, but obviously because that's like a season of change. Yeah. So if you're giving it a different title, then I'd probably go... At the moment, I would say it's a season of change. Yeah. And new beginnings, that kind of vibe. But I'm also potentially crossing over into your sort of blue sky thinking experimental because it's it's that new... I don't really know what to expect. So I've got to be open to different options. So yeah, I would say mine's a season of change at the moment. And I would think it's probably going to be a good two months long. (laughs) So watch this space. Watch this space. But yeah, no, I like that. Seasons of life. No, I like that. That's a good way of looking at it. And I think that goes back to a previous conversation we've had about where you were at in 2010 and looking now going or looking back and going oh when you're 30 you've got everything sorted and life's fixed and it's it's not fixed but that's fine like I'm okay with that I'm more than okay with that also look back and see the different seasons you know what were you in at the time what were you focusing on and that starts allowing you to also create your life story and be okay with what happens because we're always yeah. changing you're not always yeah. one person yeah but it also stops you getting into a routine and suddenly having to think okay just because I did that yesterday doesn't mean I've got to do it today so I'm thinking about if you're in a job where you're unhappy mm-hmm. you need to sit and have a moment and go right how long have I been in this state for if it's been longer, you can't remember when you weren't in the state, then you need to do something about it. Yeah, it's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay, is this season now coming to an end? Do I actively need to take myself out of this season yeah. and put myself into a new one and consciously decide that? Yeah. Or if it's not coming to an end, I need to make it come to an end because I need something different. But yeah, no, I like the blue sky thinking. That sounds like a good a good season to be in. It is. And that actually made me think about what you were just saying changing the season with intention you can be a bit like mother nature well that would be quite good wouldn't it <laughs> just no no um no storms or whirlwinds i think it would be fine <laughs> but you can sometimes get caught up in that as well exactly yeah so I think at that stage, let's wrap up on what we've covered, because if you've been listening this far, thank you for listening to us, but I want you to now take away some of the key activities from us discussing how we're looking at our goals. And the very first thing is, look at what the non-tangibles are. How do you want to feel? What do you want to be? What are you changing to make your life better? None of this taking away or restriction, it's how do we change to be the person that we ultimately want to to become and not because someone else wants us to become it it's because we feel like that's what we want to do for ourselves and that's actually an act of self-care rather than self-sabotage then number two have a look at what all of the goals are that fall underneath that what are they list as many as you want you can have so many goals it doesn't matter 
be as creative, as experimental, as whatever you want to be. And then you can start mapping out where does that fit into this year? Where does that fit into 2020? When do you want to achieve them by? And then listing all of the different steps that you need to do to achieve that goal. And actually, that will then allow you to move your goals around from the year. You don't have to be in this rigid, well, I put it in May, so I have to achieve it in May. No, move that. Put it on a sticky note. Move the sticky note. Put it in December. Whatever you need to do with it. And then list out all of those goals. And then you start getting your plan of action in for the year. And decide out of those goals, which ones are you desperately, definitely going to make happen and which are you okay with if they don't quite happen. Take that pressure off yourself. And then you can do the fun experimenting. What word is the overarching word for your year? And hey, if your word changes throughout the year, well, who's watching? No one cares. You can change it as much as you want. But having that one word is a great affirmation for how you're going to go forward with the year. And then finally, have a bit of fun and think about what season you're in. Is that going to allow you to change the way that you're going to act over the next couple of weeks? Is it going to allow you to step into something new and be more innovative in your life? Or actually, are you going to take some time out to just recharge, relax, go do something else? That's completely up to you. And quite frankly, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Know what? You get to choose which direction you are going in. 2020 should be the year that you are intentionally you. And whatever it is that you want to achieve going forward, just make a plan for it and be brave in the fact that, you know what? You're actually allowed to do it. So I hope that's given you some food for thought about how we're looking at our goals and the changes that we've made to actually make sure that what we can do this year, we can do, actually do. Nothing lofty, nothing crazy, nothing extreme. It's more about being gentle with yourself, but putting yourself in a position where you can actually achieve the success that you want. Agreed. So thank you, Rach, yeah. for coming on the podcast no again. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. My pleasure. As always. Always. <laughs> Let's see what 2020 has in, in store. Exactly. Let's see what 2020 has in store. Hopefully thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sticking it out this far. If you like this, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I can't wait to catch up with you again soon.